Hey there, welcome to Skincare School, your ultimate skincare study guide. My name is Amy Clark and I'm Adore Beauty's Senior Editor. And I'm Michelle Wong of Lab Muffin Beauty Science. This week on Skincare School. So the sun is scary. The sun (laughs) is kind of trying to kill us. Also wear protective clothing. You know those rashies that we used to wear as kids going to the beach? They're sexy now. Rashies are sexy. They're getting nice. It's like a Bond girl. Yes, yes, I am a basic bitch with my moisturiser. <laughs> Michelle, we are back again, back to talk more skincare. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited to get into this lesson because it's got three of my favourite steps. And because you've actually written a whole book on just these three steps, and those steps are cleanser, moisturiser, and sunscreen. I kind of think of these as like the diet, exercise, and sleep of skincare. If you've got something wrong with you, like with your skin, if you fix these three products, then a lot of that will actually help. That's it. We want to start right back to basics. So for anyone out there who is feeling really overwhelmed and confused about how to even start a skincare routine, it's the holy triad, (laughs) the divine trinity. It is, you know, the, the hallmarks of a good routine or the bookends, as we like to say sometimes, is cleanser at the start, your moisturizer, and then your sunscreen over the top. So Michelle, I'm going to throw over to you to explain why cleanser, moisturizer, and SPF are so important. Okay, so let's start with cleanser. If you have lots of stuff on your face, so dirt and makeup and even your own skin oil, it can actually clog your pores. So cleansers, obviously, they cleanse your skin, so they take off sunscreen, makeup, any oil or dirt that's gotten on your face throughout the day. Water is really good at cleansing, but not everything dissolves in water. There's a lot of stuff that's oily on your face. And so you need to have a cleanser which has surfactants in it. Surfactants are the foaming active ingredients that actually take things off your face in a cleanser. So these help oils lift off and wash away. And then we want to talk about moisturizers. You know, I go down on record as saying I feel like moisturizers are the most underrated of beauty products. It's kind of like if you used to play netball, it's the wing defense. You know, they do so much and they get so little recognition. So just for the record, for the listeners, Amy was a wing defense. I'm not bitter. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I can get where you're coming from because you have dry skin. Dry skin people need moisturizer because your skin doesn't produce enough oils on its own. A lot of the time that also means water leaves your skin too. So you're running out of oil and water. For someone like me who has oily skin, moisturizers can still be really important. So my skin is oily. But it's also dehydration prone, which means it loses water really easily. And that leads to that dehydrated skin issue that we were talking about last episode, which is where your skin feels like it's oily and dry at the same time. So in terms of the ingredients, there are three main types of moisturizing ingredients. There are occlusives. Occlusives are ingredients that seal in water, really get that needed moisture. There's also emollients, which are usually oily ingredients that sink into your skin and make it feel softer. And then there are humectants. These are ingredients that hold onto water and keep it on your skin. You can think of them like little sponges holding water, keeping your skin moist. If you're like Amy and you have dry skin, you probably need a moisturizer that has a lot of all three because, yeah, your skin needs oil and water. 
If you have oilier skin, then you can probably have a bit less of the occlusives and emollients and have more of those humectants to compensate for that dehydration. So onto SPF, which I think we all think is probably one of the most important steps in your skincare routine. So the sun is scary. The sun is kind of trying to kill us um, and it's trying to make us age as well. So one of the things about the sun is apart from giving you skin cancer, it can also cause your skin to age faster. If you have white skin, about 80% of the aging you can see on your skin is from sun damage. It's not actually from just getting older. It's just the fact that the older you are, the more time you spent in the oh sun. Oh, my goodness. Probably without sunscreen. That stat is mind-blowing. Yeah. So one of the ways we can protect our skin from the sun is by using a good sunscreen and by wearing it every day, not just when you go to the beach, not just when you go running or whatever, but actually incorporating it into your skincare routine. And, of course, we have to say SPF is only one part of sun protection, so always seek shade, wear your sunnies, a hat, protective clothing. And it's also important to use enough sunscreen for all your unprotected areas. Reapply as directed, seek shade, always read the label, just all of those good things. So sunscreens are there to protect our skin from UV. There are two main types of UV, UVA and UVB. UVB is the one that mostly causes sunburn. It's also the one that's more strongly linked to skin cancers. That's actually what's mostly reflected in the SPF label of a sunscreen. The higher the SPF, the better the protection from mostly UVB. With UVA, these are longer rays and they're mostly associated with tanning and also aging because these can get deeper into your skin than UVB. And that's what leads to changes in your skin that lead to that photo aging that we were talking about, all that scary UV damage. Yes, I always remember it like UVA for aging and UVB for burns. So remember that for your end of skincare school exams. <laughs> <laughs> so UVA is mostly reflected in the broad spectrum rating on the sunscreen. Broad spectrum means that it gives good protection against UVB and UVA as well. And luckily in Australia, most sunscreens are regulated. If it's called a sunscreen or if it's a moisturizer with SPF, then if it's above SPF 30, it has to be broad spectrum. Michelle, can you explain to us the two kind of main types of sunscreens out there and how they're different? So there are two main categories of sunscreen ingredients. These are the active ingredients that you see listed on the back of the sunscreen. The first category is chemical. It sounds like it could be a bit scary and the names are really long, but don't worry, they are rigorously tested. I think the word chemical can sound a bit scary because we all, like all humans have this innate bias where we think that things that are natural are better for us and safer, even though that's a complete lie, especially if you live in Australia, like nature is always trying to kill us. There's like <laughs> spiders and snakes and sharks. So they work by absorbing UV and converting it to a tiny, tiny amount of heat. Chemical sunscreens are really good because they have a lighter skin fill and they have less white cast. So if you have darker skin, you won't get that ashy look after you apply the sunscreen. The problem with chemical sunscreens is that sometimes if you have very sensitive skin or if you're allergic to a particular ingredient, then it can cause skin reactions. And that's why sometimes you hear physical or mineral sunscreens being recommended. These two ingredients are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. They tend to give a bit of a white cast if you have darker skin. They also tend to feel a bit 
thicker as well, because these are tiny particles that have to be suspended. And the thicker the sunscreen is, the better it works for that. The good thing is they tend to be a bit safer if you have very sensitive skin. So really, it's a matter of personal preference which one you'll use. It's not really like one is definitely better than the other for everyone. So more important than which sunscreen you choose in terms of the ingredients is picking a sunscreen that you can use every day and that you can apply enough of. So applying correctly is really important because most people underapply their sunscreens. The general recommendation is one teaspoon for your face, neck and ears, and that converts to about a quarter teaspoon just for your face, excluding the ears. So like the bit of our face that we apply skincare to usually. For your whole body, it's going to be about 30 mils, which is one shot glass. I think most of us probably don't apply that much when we go to the beach, but make sure you do. If it's difficult to apply, do it in two layers. So apart from sunscreen, you should also do other things to protect yourself from the sun. I think a lot of us who grew up in Australia know all the usual sun protection messages, like try to avoid going out in the sun during the hottest part of the day where the UV is most intense. Check the UV index to see what the UV will be like. Also wear protective clothing. You know those rashies that we used to wear as kids They're going to the beach? They're sexy now. Rashies are sexy. They're getting nice. <laughs> it's like a Bond girl. Alrighty, Michelle, another pop quiz, another rapid fire round for you. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, hit me with it. So first myth I want to know about, are foaming cleansers bad for your skin? Not necessarily. So back in the day, a lot of foaming cleansers were quite harsh and stripping, and so they tended to dry your skin out and irritate it. But Nowadays, there have been all these new technologies that have been introduced into cleansers that help them be a lot more gentler. So yeah, foaming cleansers, there are a lot out there now that are very gentle on your skin. Not all of them, so you definitely can't just go buy any foaming cleanser and expect it to never strip your skin. And what about double cleansing? Is double cleansing really necessary or... Is it a ploy to make us buy more products? So for anyone who doesn't know, double cleansing is when you cleanse twice. Most of the time you use two separate cleansers. Usually the first one is something oil-based so that it really dissolves up your makeup and your sunscreen. And then your second one washes whatever remains from that. I personally really like double cleansing. So I love the feel of having a cleansing oil that just dissolves all my makeup and sunscreen. But no, I don't think it's necessary. A lot of the time, if you use a makeup remover, then you don't need to use that double cleansing step. A normal cleanser will do. And if you don't wear sunscreen and makeup, then one cleanser is probably enough. Next question. What is the difference between a day and a night moisturizer? And do you actually need two moisturizers or does one do the job? It really depends on your skin. So yeah, day and night moisturizers, there really isn't that much of a difference. Most of the time, if you buy a night moisturizer, it will be a bit thicker, maybe more moisturizing. Most of the time, a day moisturizer is lighter. Sometimes a day moisturizer has SPF in it. So you can definitely use the same moisturizer day and night. You might even find that if you just use a bit less of your moisturizer in the morning, then that's fine. But yeah, it's really up to you and what you like in your routine. In other words, if you have the money and you want to invest in more products, go for it. But no one needs a day and a night moisturizer. Exactly. Finally, and I think this one's really important for anyone that's starting on a skincare routine, do you need to use 
you know, all products from one brand or is it okay to mix and match different brands? It is perfectly fine to mix and match different brands. If you use products all from the same brand, then you know that they're not going to interfere with each other. A lot of the time, you'll know exactly which products go where, they'll give you a routine. So that's really convenient. But yeah, you can mix and match as many products as you like from as many brands as you like. It honestly is not a big deal. Thank you for that myth-busting, Michelle. And now let's get on to some products. All right, so now we know how important a cleanser, a moisturizer, and a sunscreen is to one skincare routine. How the heck are you meant to choose one? Well, I'm going to go through the best-in-class cleansers, moisturizers, and sunscreens, and then you can find the one that's going to best suit you. So let's start with cleansers. The first one up is a gel slash foaming cleanser, the ASAP Gentle Cleansing Gel. Now this one, it's probably one of the top sellers, I would say, from ASAP. It's a gel foaming cleanser with a soap-free texture, and it does slightly foam when you add a bit of water, but one of the main ingredients is glycerin, and so that's what makes it not stripping on the skin. So you're still going to have that nice, soft, hydrated feel once you've removed your makeup. So this one is best for anyone who feels like they really want a thorough clean out without making your face feel really squeaky. Next, let's move on to cream and milk cleansers and ask you know any beauty editor, um, they will usually say that a cream or a milk cleanser is best for dry skin or sensitive skin because they don't foam, they don't usually contain any of those stripping elements. Our best in class cream cleanser is the Alpha H Balancing Cleanser and this one is just an excellent all-rounder cream cleansing milk. It's super gentle. It has aloe vera and vitamin E in it, which soothes and hydrates the skin. It makes your skin feel really lovely and soft, even without moisturizer, but it still gets your makeup off. So dry and sensitive skin, this one's for you. Our best in class oil cleanser. It's kind of the OG oil cleanser. It's the Dermalogica Pre-Cleanse. This cleanser has been around for ages. It has this cult-like following because it is just so good at breaking down sun screen, makeup, even waterproof makeup, it gets in there and it breaks everything down. So if you want to try double cleansing, this is our recommendation for what to use as your first cleanse. But the thing you need to know about oil cleansers is that you have to use them on dry skin. So if you go in with an oil cleanser on skin that's wet from water, it's not going to give you that emulsifying effect where it breaks everything down. So apply this on dry skin, massage it in, really get in there, and then you can rinse it off and go in with your second cleanser. So I really love this one because it's in a pump bottle, which makes it so much easier to get out and get onto your face. So convenient. Yeah. I put it in my hand. I massage my face. If you massage it for a while as well, if you have oily skin, it can actually help get blackheads out as well. So it's like a really nice massage. And then, yeah, I step into the shower and wash it off my face. Really convenient. Next, I want to talk a little bit about active cleansers. So an active cleanser is what we'd call a cleanser that also has exfoliating ingredients within the formula, things like alpha hydroxy acid, so your glycolic acid or lactic acid, beta hydroxy acids, the most common one is salicylic acid, or even enzymes. And so basically getting a cleanse and exfoliator all in one. So the best in class for an active cleanser is the Skinstitute Glycolic Cleanser 12%. This one, it's so affordable, but it's also just a really easy product to use. It has a creamy consistency, but it contains the 12% glycolic acid, which is basically going to 
go into the surface layer of the skin. It's going to buff away any dead skin cells or anything that's clogging up the skin. You can use this one daily or if you're like me and I have dry skin and sometimes I get some congestion around the nose or the chin, I might sub this one in like one to two nights a week just to get that extra bit of exfoliation. And bonus, because we love a multitasking product, I actually like to use this on my body too. So I use this on folliculitis, on the backs of my thighs, if I've got any back knee or butt knee or any kind of body acne going on. You can use this on this too. And I also use it on my boyfriend's back (laughs) and he loves it. Nice. I've actually been using this one after laser hair removal. Ah. Yeah. So it gets rid of the ingrown so that next time you have laser, it doesn't hurt as much because when the hair is underneath, it just heats up and yeah, it's pain. Love a multitasking product. Finally, the last cleanser we're going to talk about is a micellar water. So you probably heard about micellar waters before because it's one of those products that beauty editors rave about all the time. A lot of people used to say that they'd go overseas to France and they would bring back this specific bottle of micellar water because you couldn't get it in Australia, but now you can. So the best in class micellar water is the Bioderma Sensibo. Oh, I'm going to sound like a real bogan saying this. (laughs) Bioderma Sensibo H2O Micelle Solution. Basically, a micellar water is a lazy person's cleanser. It's a water that contains micelles. And what micelles do is they kind of capture and attract fatty molecules. So, you know, sebum or any oil-based products that might be on your skin. It gives them like a big hug and then when you swipe it away with your cotton pad, it takes it away off the skin. It's basically like an environmentally friendly makeup remover wipe. So makeup wipes, I think everyone hates them now, but yeah, (laughs) if you can't quite let go of their place in your routine, this is the thing that you use. Alrighty, so on to best-in-class moisturisers. As Michelle was saying in our lesson plan, the kind of moisturiser you want to pick is one that's going to support your skin and your skin type. So drier skins might like to favour a bit more of a thicker or a richer cream, whereas if you're oily and combo and feel like you don't like the feeling of a heavy moisturiser on your skin, you might be more inclined to a lotion or a gel. So the best-in-class moisturising cream, and this is actually just one of the all-round best-selling products on Adore Beauty, full stop, is the Aspect Phytostat 9 Moisturizer. I swear this one sells out all the time. It's such a cult favorite. It's basically just your all-rounder, great for everyone moisturizer, but particularly great for normal, dry, and dehydrated skin. And the reason why is because it's a rich emollient cream. So it's got a lot of those emollient oils and ingredients that we were talking about before, shea butter, sunflower seed oil, almond oil. It basically just feels like a really warm hug for your face and you only need to pump out a tiny bit. So you'll notice when you see the packaging, it comes in a pump package. You really need like half to one pump max because it is a bit more expensive. I did hear about someone who got this moisturizer onto their partner and they they were doing like three to four pumps (laughs) per use and they were out of it in about a week. The nice thing about the pump top as well is later on when you get into serums, you can actually mix the serums with the cream on the top. I love this. That's a very like science-y thing to say, you know, concocting (laughs) your own. It's partly just laziness. So that way you can just put everything on in one layer rather than try to layer like one by one. So our best-in-class gel moisturizer is the Murad Age Reform Nutrient Charged Water Gel. 
So a lot, you hear a lot about these creams out there. There's so many products that have water gel, you know, water cream, all these kinds of things on the packaging. And basically what that means is it's a lightweight gel texture that just feels really nice and light on the skin. So great for oily skin types or to use in the daytime if you feel like a thicker cream is too heavy underneath your sunscreen and your makeup. It's full of a lot of these humectant ingredients that we were talking about before that kind of like the sponge and binding onto water. So even though it feels really light, it does provide that hydration all day. So excellent for oily skin. And then finally, I do want to talk about one really thick moisturizer that's really great for sensitive skins and that's the La Roche-Posay Tolerian. Again, I'm, it's the French pronunciation. <laughs> the La Roche-Posay Tolerian Ultra Sensitive Moisturizer. So generally speaking, all the La Roche-Posay moisturizers in the Tolerian range are great if you have sensitive skin, but this one is particularly good because it's that thick, really thick, comforting texture that you can put on the skin and it just makes the skin more comfortable. It's like taking it down a notch, you know, it's like having a heated argument and then everyone steps away. We put this cream on and everything just feels a bit more low-key and chill. It's also a really minimal formula. So there's really not that much in it. It's just got, you know, the La Roche-Posay thermal spring water, a bit of shea butter, a bit of glycerin. So it's really no fuss moisturizer for sensitive skin. Now onto sunscreen. So really there isn't actually a best in class product or products for sunscreen because the best sunscreen for you is the one that you will actually wear every single day, not just at the beach, you know, when you're working, when you're going for a walk, when you're sitting at your desk. So that means you really need to find a sunscreen that you love. You need to love the way it wears and the texture and what works for us might not work for you. So I think the main things you're looking for when you're picking a daily sunscreen are those things on the label that are actually regulated. So whether or not it says broad spectrum, how high that SPF number is. In general, the higher it is, the more protection you get, and that's better. But in Australia, you probably want to look for something over 30. There's also water resistance. If you're doing something that's very watery, like if you're going swimming, if you're going on a sweaty walk, look for that water resistance. Very important if you're just like a generally sweaty human being as well, I must say. <laughs> we need that water resistance. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about four of the best-selling sunscreens to try and help you, you know, start you off on your SPF journey. But as a bit of homework for this week, definitely jump online and have a look through Adore Beauty sunscreen category. Have a look online and on site because you'll be able to find a lot more detail to help you make your choice as to which sunscreen is going to be your best-in-class sunscreen. So first of all, let's talk about Ultraviolet Supreme Screen. So this is a hydrating sunscreen that has a lightweight moisturizer-like texture and a neither matte nor dewy finish. It was designed to be worn under makeup and it was formulated to offer the hydration of a moisturizer and the finish of a hydrating primer. So this is a broad spectrum SPF 50 plus sunscreen and it has three filters in it. They're octanoxate, BEMT, don't make me, actually I probably can pronounce it but <laughs> I don't think it'll help anyone, BEMT and MBVT. So you might know them better. Um, a lot of the time they're called Tinosorb S and Tinosorb M. And that means that that a chemical sunscreen, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have the job of pronouncing those names. <laughs> so moving on to our second sunscreen, this is the ultraviolet lean screen. 
This is a broad spectrum SPF 50 plus as well, but this time it is a physical or mineral sunscreen. And that's because it only has one active sunscreen ingredient in it, which is zinc oxide. So a lot of physical sunscreens like this one, they're usually a bit thicker because of the ingredients in them. So this one is non-greasy, it has a matte finish, and it still sits seamlessly under makeup without leaving a white cast or a greasy residue. Very important. Onto sunscreen number three, this is the Alpha H Protection Plus. So this sunscreen, again, has a lightweight cream texture with a non-greasy formulation and a matte finish. It still offers hydration, though, and it's been designed, again, to layer under makeup. Again, this one is a broad-spectrum SPF 50 plus sunscreen. It's got filters like octocrylene, oxybenzone, avabenzone, which makes it a chemical sunscreen. It also has a hydrating formula with mango seed butter and pomegranate seed oil. It's also got soothing pine bark extract in it. So our next sunscreen is La Roche-Posay's Antelios Invisible. This is another chemical sunscreen. It's got lots of different chemical sunscreen filters in it, like octanoxate, octotriazone, BMT, which was that Tinosorb S that we mentioned before, avobenzone. It's SPF 50 plus and broad spectrum. It's fragrance-free and non-comedogenic, which means it doesn't clog up your pores. And it's also been dermatologically tested for sensitive skin. This sunscreen has such a light, watery, fluid texture. The finish is neither matte nor dewy, but it isn't shiny or greasy. That's kind of a wrap-up of four of our best-selling sunscreens on a door, but not to sound like a brokered record, but the most important thing when it comes to sunscreen is to find one that you're actually going to wear every day and wear enough of. So hopefully that's helped kickstart your little sunscreen journey. Okay, that was a lot. We have come to the end of our module on cleanser, moisturizer, and SPF. Who knew that, you know, the basic products could be such a mission, but we got there. And now next week, we're going to talk about probably everyone's favorite topic, serums. Yay. (laughs) So it's going to be really fun. We're going to talk about, you know, serums 101. What actually is a serum? If you just hear people talking about serums all the time, you're like, what is a serum? And then we're going to talk about the best serum to start with. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Skincare School. If you're a bit of a teacher's pet, you'll find links to all the extra readings and products mentioned in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app and you'll get a notification the second our next episode drops. And while you're there, you might as well tell us what you think about our podcast. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. And don't forget to tell everyone in your life about Skincare School because at the end of the day, we are here to serve. See you next week.